Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is called, What Did You Do With Your Stuff? And our text is from the Gospel of Luke, the 16th chapter, the first and second verses. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So Jesus summoned him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. And then we're going to take a few texts from 1 Corinthians. We'll go to the 12th chapter, 1 through 6 verses. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates them all in everyone. Have you ever wondered about the hereafter? what this whole glory setup will be, that moment when we all go to our divine reward for living righteous lives. I'm always dreaming about this. I, I think about a reception area where there'll be lots of lines. Think of an airport or Disneyland, and you're standing in one of those lines, excited about eternity, when a booming voice announces through a loudspeaker, there's one last question before you're allowed into eternity, and it will decide whether you get there or not. The crowd is hushed. A nervous shiver goes through the line. You think, well, I got this far, and now it all depends on one question? The gatekeeper begins. The time has come for accountability. Accountability? What does she mean, accountability? As if reading your mind, the voice continues. Pens and papers are being passed out, and here's the question. You will be given a few minutes to think about it, but then you will have to write. What did you do with your stuff? Few people in front of you seem prepared and confident, but many others fall back in line, murmuring to themselves, what does he mean? What does she mean? What did I do with my stuff? What stuff? It's as if they never thought about the question before this moment. Yet the Bible makes it clear that we all have to give account of our stuff at the end of this earthly existence. Romans fourteen twelve. each of us will give an account of himself to God. We will have to tell God what we did with our stuff. Now, back in the day, there used to be a comedian, George Carlin, who did these routines about stuff. And George would say the meaning of life revolves around what we end up doing with our stuff. I mean, how we all build bigger houses in order to collect more stuff. I think about that and laugh because my car today is just a place where I can put more stuff and actually move it. We are obsessed with material stuff in this society. If you don't believe me, Go visit one of those big old stores like BJ's or Sam's. Now, I know there are plenty of good economic reasons to buy in bulk, 
But does everybody really need five dozen rolls of toilet paper at one time? Stuff in our economy is everything the system determines you need and have to buy. But in God's economy, stuff is what God gives you. And you know what? That's just about everything. It is everything. In popular culture, we are told that we are accountable to no one but ourselves. Back in the day when I was in college, we used to dance to a song by the Isley Brothers. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. But Scripture gives you a different message. God is is aware of what you're doing. There is no creature hidden from his sight. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's from Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the 13th verse. One of the most important parts of your day-to-day walk with God is how we handle our possessions on earth. It's what we call stewardship. And this is a real measure of our commitment to building God's kingdom. How we handle our stuff is evidence of how we're maturing in Christ. But usually, let's be honest, this is not our primary consideration. Day to day, we're thinking about how we can hold on to our stuff, how we can increase our stuff, how does my stuff stand up against my neighbor's stuff, and how can I hide it from the IRS? We tend to try to separate what we believe is ours and what belongs to God. We say, well, let's give God 10% or 5%, or we give God Sunday mornings, but the rest of the week, sorry, God, that belongs to me. The truth of the matter is it all belongs to God. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Now, this scripture is very countercultural. The world wants us to believe that it's all about our net worth, what we have in the portfolio, what we have in the bank, how much credit we can come up with. That's an economy based on human value, human rules. If we were subject only to human rules, that would be confusing because human rules shift. (laughs) You can own this land today, but tomorrow somebody else can own it. That's what we've been going through in this downturned economy. We thought we had great wealth, and overnight, it was diminished or gone. You see, human ownership is always subject to change. We should give because God gives to us. The Bible says, give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. It belongs to God. And giving means you are aware of where you got it. But there is a deeper meaning to giving than that. When you think about it, we were created to give. We learn to give as a spiritual discipline, meaning we do it over and over and over again, because giving has the power to form us and with God's help to transform us into what God really wants us to be. What you do with your stuff could mean the difference between life and death. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your produce. This is not just about giving a percentage of income or time, but how we give all our gifts, all our gifts to advance God's kingdom. And I'm not speaking only about our material gifts. This, is, this covers your spiritual gifts. All of the time, the talent, and the treasures that God has given us in the building up of his kingdom. That is what Paul is teaching to the church in Corinth. 
the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. I love this verse. Paul says, you were once chasing after stone and wood, gods that that mean nothing because they don't speak. So I want to make sure this time you get it right. Isn't that the way we act? Sometimes we get caught up in worrying about our stuff because it's not good enough or it's not like somebody else's stuff. But the Bible says all these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. That means God has given everybody gifts as the Spirit chooses. So let's think about some of those gifts. The gift of hospitality. Sometimes people don't even think about that as a gift from God. But that is the the notion that you would welcome people freely and warmly, people in need, people who have lodging. Just your attitude can be hospitable. God blesses that. Encouragement. I don't think we think of that as a gift. But that is a true gift from God. You see, everybody doesn't have to be the leader. Some people can be the support, sitting on the sidelines, encouraging the leader, holding up the arms, supporting and strengthening each other in our faith and our lives. You could be blessed with any kind of gift. It could be wisdom. It could be knowledge or healing. You know, people say, well, I, what's a healer, Reverend Liz? I can't be a healer. You can speak life into people's pain. At Roxbury Presbyterian Church, we we have what we call a trauma conversation once a month when we open the doors of the church to anybody in the community. And the point is to come in and speak about pain. When you speak about pain, you can heal from pain. And so the rest of the community surrounds these people who are in pain. That's the gift of healing. God gives us all kinds of gifts But if we don't think about them as gifts from God, we won't use them to build up God's kingdom. Everybody within the sound of my voice has a gift. Everybody. Don't hold back. Don't hoard it. It's a waste not to use it. You know, I've seen people whose gift are smiles. Smiles that just make you feel better. Smiles that lift your spirit. When we give what we have cheerfully, generously, sacrificially even, we are allowing God to shape our very souls. We are allowing God to work through us. Our hearts are open. God uses us, and the world is lifted by that. God is love and has created us in his own image. He loves us so much, he gave his only son. That is some kind of love. There's a story of a little brother and sister who share a rare blood disorder. Though the brother miraculously developed antibodies that helped him fight it, his sister kept getting worse until she desperately needed a transfusion. And so the parents and the doctor asked the little boy if he would give his sister some blood. He hesitated for just a second, and then he said, yes. And they set up the transfusion, and everybody watched as color and life came back to the little girl. And the little boy quietly asked his mother, Am I going to die right now? When? He hesitated only a second because he loved his sister so much. And he didn't think that dying was too much. It is in giving that we begin to experience and be blessed 
by God's extraordinary supernatural love. This is cheerful giving, sacrificial giving, wise giving. This is how we best use our stuff. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you love